nepotism a word that became popular in india recently because of the film industry as we kind of see this happening much in this industry where there is a parent who has established an industry uh, or made a mark within the industry and then their son or daughter join the film industry because of the privilege that the parent holds and that's basically what nepotism means but doesn't it exist in all the industries let's discuss about that in our today's conversation welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create Your host for today are Prasanna and myself Shantesh. Let's get started. So Prasanna, we have been talking about this topic of nepotism that uh, this exists not only in the fraternity of film but many professions including we see the business uh, establishments big conglomerates bringing their Uh, son or daughter into the industry and they get the privileged uh, sort of a starting point from where uh, they can take off and therefore uh, in a way this sort of existence of nepotism not only in film industry uh, as i said not only in business but even into politics it exists where generations after generations come into the politics with the assumption that they are uh, entitled to own again so it has existed basically in all all the industries so we talk only in the context of film but should it even exist should it not exist what is your thought let's begin with that yeah santesh so uh, if we look at this topic and we take it a little uh, in the past like where does this all start from so if you see the importance of marriage and then the reason to have children this whole idea has started in a way from kind of ownership in in a sense when the hunter gatherer people started farming and then they realized that this is the farm which they are creating and then they wanted to give it to only someone who would be there you can say um progeny so what they did was that that's where the concept of marriage came into picture in the first place so the whole idea of giving it to something or some uh, giving something to someone whom they think that it is their own uh, you can say uh, family or whatever you can say i think that is the whole idea or that is the instinct which runs in us which i think is at the base of all this of course i completely agree with you when it comes to any industry or any field we see this but in there are certain industries where there is a lot of noise and you went cry which is made about it absolutely and going fast into the history Uh, in one of the african tribes even till date or recent the recent until the recent past uh, the tradition was that if one member of the family or the father has committed a certain type of crime their son would be punished or for a certain type of another crime the daughter would get punished and it, one might wonder that why is this happening that uh, the uh, the committer of the crime is the father and then why their progenies are being punished for depending on the type of the crime but what happens within that tribe is the understanding of life is not this physical body but the community or the family that forms together so the family uh, ties not only extend to uh, husband wife and their children 
but also the sort of joint family. And so whoever comes from that one family belongs to one single life is the assumption. And so it's, it's as good as saying that in today's context, if uh, my right hand has committed a crime of stealing something, why my entire body is being punished? And so the same paradigm applies that this question itself seems ridiculous. So if you go and ask this tribe about the same question that why are you ask, uh, like punishing somebody else from the family? It's the same sort of a uh, uh, logic. question that uh, or logic that they would uh, come from. And for, from their paradigm, uh, this question seems ridiculous to them. And so we have to also understand that this sort of a notion that the entire family is one life uh, was sort of assumed and the definition of life was not bound by the physical experience that we hold and in that paradigm when one owned a land it has to be within that life and so obvious was that the next generation and the generation after that it kept on following uh, and, and then when in the recent past and that not recent past in the context of uh, historical evolution from hunter-gatherers but about 200-300 years ago the sense of uh, ownership uh, was more pronounced with paperwork and everything, the division of land started happening. And so in today's context, we are sort of in that era where we, my life is restricted to my physical body as such. And, uh, but, but, but this nepotism seems uh, happening still. And it particularly is far more pronounced, I feel, in Asian context than in the European context. But uh, it, it does exist. The moment you own a piece of land and you would like to give it to your progeny, uh, nepotism has already sort of trickled in. Absolutely. And uh, as you rightly said, agriculture has been a, 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 the biggest occupation which has made this into a reality and kind of made it like a culture. And if we see even very recently, like in our own lifetime, we can see this in the occupation of agriculture where uh, it might not be applicable or that much visible in cities like Mumbai and Bangalore, where most of the land is owned by politicians. But uh, if we look at our hometown, Belgaum, for example, most of the agriculture land, which is owned by a Gouda or a Patil, goes to their son or sons in some cases and then it is divided equally or whatever proportion they agree to and that story continue, continues year on year and you can still see that same people are owning their agriculture land or now it can be converted into some other forms of land also. Absolutely. And the dispute arises only when uh, there is a sort of understanding of this word nepotism uh, where you see somebody definitely or obviously getting privileged and then there is somebody else from the outside who is trying to come in and make a mark. And in a democratic industry like the film industry, uh, that creates impediment to the outsiders and it creates uh, lesser and lesser opportunities. But on the other front, to be fair enough, uh, for the ones who are privileged with nepotism, uh, who come with this sort of entitlement, have to still work and still uh, struggle. The struggles might be different, the work might be different, and the struggle in the physical sense might be much lesser than for the outsider. Perhaps in the mental sense or the mental space, the struggle is uh, much more pronounced. So ultimately, uh, because the industry is democratic and open, uh, and, and democratic by democratic, I mean that the audience are the judge of it. And so if we accept or reject somebody, uh, purely depends on their craft and their skill beyond a certain point and and that comes into picture yeah uh, so when it 
when we look at the two other aspects the moment we look at nepotism uh, one is the barrier of entry so the barrier to entry is low in case of nepotism because it's a direct entry but i think the challenges to sustain are much larger because they have not gone through that annealing or that process of learning you can say to become who they have become or to get what they got but in the other case whoever has struggled to reach that stage has a very hard entry barriers and to cross hard those barriers, barriers and at one point in time they, it was completely barricaded uh, that's also possible so if someone has crossed with whatever skills they have and entered then i think for them it's a different field altogether because they are like kind of gotten it completely they into their system they know the nuances and we have seen such cases where then they start ruling that uh, field so this 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 can be one way of looking at it the other way which i remember in our discussion between you and me we had discussed that there might be certain cases where the barrier of entry was also low for them and when they entered somehow the masses have accepted the new generation also for whatever reason and they are still enjoying so i don't know the element of luck you can say or the human mentality you can say whatever it is but it is working for them yeah but if we distance ourselves and look at the situation you could realize that this is this this idea of nepotism is a, just an outcome of our evolutionary process and you can uh, obviously notice that there are these uh, people who have opposed about nepotism and turned into big actors are now getting their siblings into the industry and so if what is then that and then to be fair it's only evolutionary that you would want uh, a sort of your extension of your identity to be part of this and somehow you feel secured in the process of uh, passing the pattern within the domain or framework of your identity and and i think uh, from that standpoint we need to kind of understand that uh, it it probably is only a gesture but then moving out of the film industry looking into different other industries be it the political domain be it the business domain uh, and even public listed companies have uh, their sons and the daughters coming into the industry how do we kind of justify that uh, and and where the rule of the game is completely different when we say public listed industries you are borrowing money from the people there's also a board so all the due diligence are followed uh, on paper at least but then eventually uh, somebody from within the family is still making a mark now are they making it purely on the basis of merit perhaps not uh, then how does that get justified in the present paradigm yeah absolutely no and i completely agree and in case of even uh, small industries also if you see many a times it is a straight forward route for the son or most in most cases rather than a daughter i would say to enter into that business and again there is i completely agree with this. so the, you cannot justify that and you cannot compare uh, this with something else but all said and done i still think uh, to some element the stories which go ahead from there depends on how the person takes it from there because i have seen both side of stories where someone who has got from the father and then that person has destroyed the whole factory or industry or whatever and then there are some others who have got in such a state that it was almost like not going to survive and then they have made big fortunes out of it so i don't know so that's a different story maybe but you are right so it is rampantly visible in other aspects of life as well what i was also talking about the pressure the mental burden that comes with uh, be, being privileged sometimes is that when the father has excelled uh, in enormously uh, and really like gone uh, and surpassed all the benchmarks that the industry would have set uh, it it is obviously a, a tremendous pressure and burden on 
the son or the daughter. And I'm saying father and son, particularly looking at the example of uh, Amitabh Bachchan and uh, Abhishek Bachchan. And uh, despite being a good actor, despite uh, acting sensibly uh, in certain good films from Yuva to Guru to uh, all sorts of uh, the films that you pick up and even uh, uh, when you see, it's fair enough, I mean, as an actor, but the kind of response that is received and the kind of uh, uh, acceptance from the public makes or breaks an actor. And it's not only about, uh, because the benchmark set by the public is uh, completely different of a different era uh, that they're against, measuring against. Uh, but then in the other industries as well, that uh, this privilege, we start questioning, we start feeling uh, a sense of betrayal because uh, they they are either uh, because they are listed uh, on a public uh, platform uh, as a company, uh, they are custodian of public money. And we, there we feel that uh, 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 why the progeny continues in a political context. Uh, again, public feels betrayed uh, that uh, why the second generation in, inherits this sort of continuity uh, of privilege of becoming the leader of a certain political party uh, and, and all these questions come. But then we also have to look at while asking this question that if we have a sense of owning something, if we have a sense of holding on to something and if we would like to pass it on to within our family or you would want that to be preserved then it could be a piece of land or an antique piece or something that you inherit from your grandmother and you would like to be passed it on to your daughter or son we are not in the position to ask that question the only difference is that what you are holding on is not making an impact on public uh, what what uh, we are talking about businesses and political establishments is sort of impact making an impact on others lives and living as well. Uh, but beyond that, we still are not in a position to ask that question because it's only evolutionary uh, to bring in nepotism. And that's another angle to look at it. Yeah. Also, uh, the one aspect which comes with this is the unfair advantage one gets with nepotism. But I think that unfair advantage can be different for different people. Of course, it can be a different podcast in itself, uh, a different episode to discuss. But I think one has to acknowledge then that that unfair advantage is there as i said that barrier is early uh, low barrier to entry is the unfair advantage which comes with nepotism but then mostly in an open market it's a level playing field mostly uh, as you give some examples it is open for the public eyes and public domain to uh, whether to put money on it or not whether to time whether to spend time and energy on it or not it all depends we have seen many examples like sachin tendulkar's son is now getting into cricket or sunil gavaskar's son rohan gavaskar came but he got an easy easy entry maybe but then he could not sustain as an international cricket player at least of course he was playing in the ranji and other domains but not as an international cricket player so my point is uh, it's an open market once they get into it absolutely and the important aspect that you brought in is unfair advantage and since we started with the film domain itself uh, the unfair advantage to probably uh, uh, actors like ranbir kapoor or alia bhat would be that the parent is uh, there, but then actors like Pankaj Tripathi or uh, Nawazuddin Siddiqui, the unfair advantage was their craft. For somebody else, it could be their appearance. For somebody else, it could be their physique. For somebody else, it could be their contacts. For somebody else, it could be the financial position that they hold. Everybody, each one of us, have the unfair advantage. And then to look at the unfair advantage of somebody else 
and saying that you are taking advantage of that just because i don't have that uh, but i might have something else and it's probably therefore best to look at the unfair advantage that i hold within and capitalize on that and nepotism is just one of the unfair advantages like um, a craft that you may hold and so yeah. uh everybody therefore has an unfair advantage and that one needs to discover and make the most out of it and uh, and, and that could be also one way to look at it absolutely shantish i completely agree with you and you give very good examples like for example if you see after gangs of wasipur all the people who have acted in gangs of wasipur and our listeners can check that they can go and check at the cast and crew of gangs of wasipur all of them have got a lot of you can say opportunities in the next 10 years or so gangs of wasipur i think has completed 10 years recently so they all have got tremendous opportunities and as you rightly said it has to we have not to say not just the actors but the musicians the technicians <laughs> the, yeah. the editors everybody writers everyone yeah and it has an unfair advantage because all of them were selected from a certain geography if you see they are all from up bihar or that particular area which is bordering up bihar kind of and that is an unfair advantage because most of the web series is movies which have been created in the recent last few years in fact last decade especially whether it is mirzapur or several several you can make a big list of this they are all made in that particular land so their dialect their body language their way of speaking their appearance that has all been an unfair advantage for these people i'm not taking away anything from them as an actor i know someone yeah. like manoj vajpay was doing equally well when he was doing bikumatre in mumbai i know that but what i'm saying is this, these things the for the most of the other actors who would not have been easily got this opportunity if they were from mumbai or from bangalore or chennai but in case because they were from that balia bihar up side they have definitely got that as an unfair advantage but then if you look at it and further break it rationally then you notice that uh, the highest population density within india is in the gangetic plains so it also becomes economically and uh, uh, logical and viable to create these web series or uh, uh, films based in this setup because a larger chunk of audience can be captured very quickly and it's not only coincidence there's a huge economic dynamic which is going in researching uh, and and studying about uh this uh, uh, area where they deliberately position the film in this kind of a context so that people can associate with these stories so we can go on and on and so from the population uh, per capita if you look at the number of actors that are coming from this region again they probably have struggled so it uh, whether it's an unfair advantage or not uh, is becomes again debatable as the ball starts getting rolled so if we can start looking at this rationally and start breaking Uh, one might feel that there is an unfair advantage one might feel that there isn't one might feel that there is nepotism one might feel that there isn't and one might therefore feel that somebody is privileged and then if you look at it a little deeper then you realize that they perhaps aren't and this is endless so yeah, and, the best and, and, way and is Yeah. So I just wanted to add one point. When we say nepotism, we are looking from a particular family, and then the opportunity is going into that family. But if you see from a location-wise, from a city or place-wise, because you brought this point of place, even there, a certain kind of nepotism is playing, or we want it to play. Because a person in Mumbai doesn't want someone to come from UP and Bihar here, because they take away the opportunity of a person who is a original Maharashtrian or something. In a way, if you see, that's also a kind of nepotism where you want to give. access to opportunities only to the person from that land so this nepotism bhumiputra or mittika beta whatever you say that's a kind of nepotism only of bhumika putra and the other angle to that is also that that if i am getting a carpenter for my interiors 
then i would prefer somebody who is rajasthani without even making a background check just because the person is from rajasthan it is assumed that he is a good carpenter or just because the person is from uh, up it is understood that he is a good mason so that also is the other side of it so the whole point is that the next time we are sort of debating ourselves that if somebody is getting an unfair advantage a to realize that we probably have the same unfair advantage but in a different domain or a different profile and to discover and kindle on that b to if we are not part of it and still it is bothering it's best to kind of distance ourselves and look at it as only an evolutionary way that a response we are bringing to and lastly that there is nothing called as therefore nepotism or not being part of it uh because it is completely soaked in each and every part of our, uh, our sort of uh, lifestyle that if we are holding on to something belonging to us and we would like to retain it within the family that itself is sort of the germination of nepotism so if we kind of see it from that angle then there is a completely different purview of the, on the subject and i think we've covered several facets so we can complete the conversation at that and leave certain things for our audience to interpret and think about which they can obviously get in touch with us and share with us with that we complete our today's conversation thank you for listening